Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing My Sons Are Queer. Richard saw this production at the Ambassadors Theatre on the 26th of January, 2023. My Sons Are Queer, but what can you do? Is the Joyce autobiographical story of social media sensation Rob Madge, as they set out to recreate that infamous parade. And this time, nobody, no, nobody is going to rain on it. So Richard, what's it all about? When Rob was 12, they attempted a full-blown Disney parade in their house for their grandma. As Rob donned wigs and played Mary Poppins, Ariel, Mickey Mouse and Belle, their dad doubled as stage manager, sound technician and Goofy. Unfortunately, dad missed all his cues and pushed all the floats in the wrong direction. Mum mistook Aladdin for Ursula and the costumes went awry. Grandma had a nice time though. But first, Richard's post-show opinion. Camp and fun was a big part. So with all that said, let's set, set the scene. So Richard, set the scene for My Sons Are Queer. Tell me all about it, because I've never been. Why should I go and see it? Okay, well, this production was something that I was going to try and see in Edinburgh, but I never actually got a chance. So first things first, it was actually started up in Edinburgh as a piece that actually got snapped up last year to be put on in London from that. So they, they saw the production there and they were Bill Kenwright Productions approached them to actually bring it down to London and that's where I've seen the second run of the actual production because it started earlier earlier last year and then well earlier this year well late last year and they've redone it again because they've they had such a good turnout for the production. So it's always been on my list to go and see. And it's a one person show where you basically are in Rob's front room and surrounded by wonderful things and you've just got a big projection screen at the back on stage so it's very camp it's very decorated with rainbows basically you walk in and it's all it's you're surrounded by it it just seems very camp and colorful yes yeah, it is. But no, so really, all we're seeing is the, the big project screen is a is a picture frame at the back, really. It just looks like it's a, a front room and you've just got above stage, you've got champlades. Sh- champlades? <laughs> what are these champlades? <laughs> Do they have champagne in the lades? Yeah. The, <laughs> you've got champagne ladles. Lampshades above. It's all in a hue of pink. And that's the that's basically the what you walk into in the audience. This production is a, a one-act Piece, so it's only on for 90 minutes so you've described the set for me which yep. seems very flamboyant yeah and highly gay yeah and rainbowy and all that stuff um i probably wouldn't like it myself but <laughs> it was I almost understand the kind of people who would have that I and, think. and there was also a nod to nostalgia because the projector screen had the uh, obviously the, the title of the production my sons are queer but what you're going to do it yeah. looked like a test card from the 90s so it was very much felt like we've test card the test card that used to play at two o'clock in the morning on oh the on little TV. girl yeah oh oh i see okay yeah so it looked like vhs video test card that you'd see in a in the morning on on the tv so so yeah that was, that was and that's before was watch with mother started yeah definitely <laughs> yeah so with this being a new piece of writing what exactly did it explore what was it about what, what was it what what's so interesting about this other than just uh somebody's journey through 
through discovering themselves, I suppose. I think, first and foremost, it was an entertaining look on somebody exploring their sexuality, but yeah. also, I wouldn't just say maybe it was exploring the sexuality, it was more about exploring the fact that this person wanted to be a performer. Yes. And Rob's want and need to be the Disney character or the the princess or the prince and reenact those things that Rob's grown up with life in, you know, musicals, Disney musicals, all the things where everybody plays pretend and, you know, they have costumes and they run around the house and, and you know, it's all centred around that type need of thing. Need for attention. Quite, yeah, need for attention and need for almost being on stage, but creating the stage as you know one of the things rob said early on in the production is everybody had a stage at home they always tipped a settee up and put curtains on things made you know little theaters or they created their own stage at home so that's really the premise of the production in a way because that's what they were it was trying yeah to show. i suppose uh everyone has their own imagination in childhood yeah. that's just childhood imagination isn't it? yeah and uh, but i think yeah. it was just a way to to make something that was a fun production mm. it had some serious elements Elements, but generally all the way through it was done with a lot of light and lyrical things and just being silly and having jokes and you know and i think it it yeah. was almost part but comedian show part i was gonna sort of i was gonna life. say was this like a stand-up book as a play yeah it, yeah it felt like that it was more it was like a a, a stand-up with a purpose it had a it was a story yes but was it wasn't a, much substance to it yeah there was i think i think there was uh-huh. really because it was almost about relationship with family being treated almost it talked it, it explored things like that parents wanted rob to be the prince or be the beast or be the the male character in the productions and and just to shape so, you on life so almost. this is more than sexuality it's discovering their gender yes. and their, how they identify identify yes it was more about that journey of who rob is as a person rather than Mm. than just about performing in those characters but i think it was also the struggle rob had with family and things like that where it it was almost went through quite a personal look on rob's life because it was quite interesting because what they did because the projector screen was there it was very heavily used a lot of old footage from rob's childhood in these settings okay so it wasn't just a story so it was more like stand-up yes but you were seeing the actual family and Rob doing those performances that made it feel more poignant because you were seeing what Rob was going through and then what Rob became to be later on in life Mm. so it was self-directed yeah it was self-directing I think as well what you saw Rob played a part in Les Mis as one of the child actors on in the West End stage okay and it was like the defining moment it showed you the like going through sort of drama school and having two left feet and those sort of moments where eventually be able to perform in you know in a west end production but then it touched on like later in life you 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 basically the things on stage became little bits of performances and little songs that rob sang and things like that the whole disney princess things where there'd be drawers opened or the drawers became steps and stairs to sit on and talk about another part of rob's life so yeah it was it was very inward looking really technical issues there wasn't any technical issues it was really well crafted you can tell it's been done as a regular piece because rob performs this twice an evening Mm. so it's done twice an evening yeah twice an evening so they do it two they do two times there's like seven and then uh, well that'd be twice then two times wouldn't it yeah two times (laughs) but i think sometimes i think it leaves any anybody that's sat in the audience that's maybe struggled with sexuality or gone through life with things that they've doubted or thought about it, it was very retrospective in it 
give you all a look of if you've been there or even certain parts that Rob talked about. I think that you picked up something that you've been through. It was very similar to a lot of people of Rob's age and that everybody's been through some certain elements. So Rob's in his late 20s. Do you think with uh, the Ken Wright productions being behind it, it's advanced it or helped it out in any way? Could you see money being spent on it on this? Yeah. I can see that there's probably been maybe a little polish on it or, you know, made sure that it's sharp and quick and, and to the point. And I think that's important when you're watching something like this. I mean, this. of course, we don't know that because no. we've not seen the original, but I'm just But it did feel if... like a confident performance and it was put on very well. And I, don't, I think it was... I didn't feel like it was just thrown on, you know, just to have a go at something. I felt like it was a, a decent piece of theatre that was worth its worth its money, basically. Do you think the provocative title of it is there to lure people in and to take people, take focus? And, you know, like the, there was a play in the West End called Cock and everyone yeah. was like, oh, I want to go and see that because I want to know what yeah. it's about. Do you think with it being My Sons, My Sons Are Queer, for example, that it's one of those uh, provocative titles that gets people talking and getting them in? Do you feel yeah, like it's, it, the title sort of over-egged what the production was? No, what, I think it was fitting. Did it live up to it? It lived up to it. And I think also it was unapologetically queer and i think mm. in a way it lived up well, to I think that. The t- up to the title yeah but you you'd go in and it almost prepared you for what you were going to hear rather than yeah. than just a title to end to pull you in in the room and i think that's that's important as well you know it's well titles are important you know it's what if if it's not going to not going to catch the audience member they won't they won't go and book a ticket or go in well no know? exactly and i think that that for this really worked and it, it does fe- it seems like it's a title and a play of the times yeah. that we're living in right now yeah, so it does it reflect yeah it does, does it... reflect it reflects but it's also i'll be honest it's a nod to childhood and how we've grown up and well, my childhood has never been that way. Well, no, what I was going to say is how we've grown up in the sense of it felt like such a look on 90s life or how hmm. what happened in the 90s, rather than just talking about the fact that it was about a gender journey. I think it it showed that this was a time before social media. It was reliant on VHS videos yeah. to watch Disney films. It was it was the dream of always wanting to go into Disneyland. It was it was the dream of like things that you couldn't just have Rob had a puppet show made by grandparents to act out certain things in life and and play it having different shows done by puppets and I think there's a lot of things nowadays that social media or mobile phones or tablets have come in and taken away a lot of that imagination stuff and I think that's what this showed that we lived in a time when it was actually more simple and free to be imaginative rather than oh, definitely yes. you know and I think that's what this showed and in, in a way it showed you that our childhood in general regardless of the sort of the bigger issue of gender or or sexuality is that we had a simpler time and we but also what i'm getting from this play is the fact that what influenced rob the most might not have been parents but walt disney potentially now there's a question in itself yeah and it would be interesting to see if if there was another ver- version of this play <laughs> exactly, yeah. where what would have happened if the same person hadn't have grown up surrounded by Disney and watching Disney. Exactly. Would how he related to his sexuality and discovering all that, or even the, the idea of gender or even gender dysphoria and all those questions, yeah. would that have ever played a part well, exactly. if he had no Walt Disney to um, 
look up to now. Yeah, I watched Walt Disney, of course I did, but my favourite films were Return to Us and uh, Herbie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it was very much, and Best Nobs and Broomsticks, so it was very much live action stuff. Yeah. And I think the only two Walt Disney animations I've ever seen was Aladdin and uh, Lion King. Oh no, I I think I saw The Jungle Book, but not all the way through. Or maybe Sword in the Stone as well, but... Oh, and Sleeping Beauty. Oh, there's five of them. <laughs> but I don't think some of those I've seen all the way through. It's only Aladdin, I think, I've seen all the way through and enjoyed that. But again, I've, it does question you how big a part Walt Disney as a, a global empire um, well, yeah. influences uh, young kids even today. And, and that was the then. social media of the day, in a way. That was the, the exposure mm. to those things. You don't know, do you? I think, you know, it's... No, yeah, but I think it's, it, I think there's, it's interesting to see yeah. how people develop and why there's a lot, it's a lot more common. Yeah, you definitely. Know. Now, um, would you like to sum up this play? Because I think you've probably done it. Yeah, I've done it. Do you think I should go and see this play? I think you'd enjoy it. Yep. It's a bit of fun. It's it's a bit of fun with a heart, and yep. I think that's the key thing with this. It's it's not it's not groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but it's a fun laugh. Everybody that watches it, there there was definitely laughter about the jokes, some of the things that were talked about, and I think Rob had a good way of. It didn't feel like it was a one person mission on anything political or anything mm-hmm. and i think sometimes we need like lyrical and entertaining it can still have meaning but i think sometimes we need we need a good show to watch and enjoy oh and I definitely think that's, yeah you know it's important more than anything so yeah so I, I you know i do think it's um a good piece of a piece to go and see okay bought me a ticket yeah okay and now it's time for rewind rewatch review rewind review i think for me i'd watch it again Moving on to our final segment, as we say, call this a show. So would you like to give us your score for My Sons the Queer, Richard, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being happily ever after, and 1 being a badly recorded home video? What are you going to give it? I'll give this a solid 8 out of 10, because I enjoyed it. You know, it didn't break ground, but it was good. So what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed, an audible shrug of the shoulders, uh-huh. a slow clap, a pleasant applause, or a standing ovation. What will it be? And I give it a standing ovation because it deserves it. So there we are. That's our discussion of My Sons Are Queer. We hope you found it insightful, if not entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights. That's right, in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.